This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about what to do when the ATF knocks on your door. So, I don't know. I uh, have in my notes here, I, right at the top, it says, not a horny. Oh, wait, no. I think it's not an attorney. Oh, oh so I'm not a, not an attorney. So, you guys might want to note that, that, you know, the advice we give you may get you a beat down may get you uh, locked in jail for the rest of your life. But uh turns out we actually did do some research, so we might know some things. Um, well, there's a couple of reasons why the ATF might want to knock on your door. It could be because you're a, uh, well, because you're a criminal. I, I, I don't know. Um, the, the, the most likely reason they get to a knock on the uh, the door from the ATF is because you purchased multiple firearms at the same time. All right? Yeah, I That's heard about this. Now number one. Yeah, now so now that, a few people have uh have talked about police coming up. Now I know some people get you know do weird things like they want to get every variation of the same gun. Or um you know, they buy a gun and they like it. They decide to get one for their husband or their wife or their kid or something like that. So you're buying buying multiples of the same gun. Now, obviously, the reason this is this is flagged is because the idea is that you're buying the guns to sell the guns. Um, not really, uh, not really likely unless you're buying ten or twenty. I mean, anybody can buy just one gun and and resell it. But well, so. So here's the thing. So somebody who likes to, like you said, put together multiple variations of the same gun. Um, you know, I have some that have short barrels for suppressors and some that have longer barrels for, you know, I might have an AR that has a heavy bolt barrel or I might have one that's 300 blackout. You know, I, I like options, right? I have one that's set up for 22 rounds so I can mm-hmm. shoot cheap ammo and, and keep it going. So when a company has a great deal, like uh, maybe they have arrow precision lowers for 79 bucks a piece and I can go in and, and buy five of them. One, it saves me one trip to the gun store, one headache of the background check. Um, if you have a cool gun dealer, they may even not charge you $30 a pop for every single one. Maybe they'll charge you one and then the rest at a discount, or maybe they'll just charge you for one because they are technically allowed to put five guns up to five guns on one, one uh, request, you know, background check. 
Mm-hmm. So different options like that. Then I have those lowers when I want to do a different build or something like that. It, it works out good. And what if I just need a handgun on either side of my belt? And what mm-hmm. if I need another one for spare parts? Maybe I have more money and I just like to do that kind of thing and, and piss off, right? Yeah. So yeah, maybe it's your own a, business and doesn't matter why you're buying multiple guns. There you go. America. So that's the thing. I mean, so they call that a straw purchase when you go in and you buy one and you know you're buying it to go sell on the corner because you're like, right. hey, you know, I'll, I'll go buy it for that's the thing though. Who's paying like top dollar for these guns? You know, I guess maybe you're buying a high point or something. So you can go like, if I bought five high point guns, that mm-hmm. crappy pistols, then people, they would be like, Oh yeah, he's just going to go resell those. Cause nobody would really want five high point pistols, but you know, you get the idea. Yeah. Well, I know that there was a, there was some controversy a little while back um, because the ATF was basically going to gun shows and harassing people that were buying guns, specifically women, because uh, a lot of the women would go to these gun shows and they bring a man, uh, you know, a man with them to help them, you know, pick out exactly what they want, make sure they weren't getting ripped off and things like that. But since the woman was buying the gun and the guy was with them, they were assuming that she was buying the gun for him. And then they were harassing everybody, every woman bought a gun because, you know, obviously a woman wouldn't buy a gun for her own purposes, right? right um, that would be ridiculous. Like that would they be even preposterous. Right? right, right. Women should not be allowed to buy guns, at least according to the ATF. So there you go. That's that's the basics on that one. They were getting a lot of uh, uh, a lot of blowback on that, but yeah. um, that didn't mean they stopped doing that. They still they still get into that. All right. Now, second most likely reason that the ATF would show up on your door to you know for whatever is firearm recovered at a crime scene. All right. So Mm -hmm. maybe if you have a gun that you bought was registered to you. Now, maybe you live in a state where you could sell it and you sold it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now it showed up at a crime scene. Maybe it was stolen and it showed up at a crime scene. Maybe you think it's safe in your gun safe and it showed up at a crime scene. Or maybe you shot some guy in the alley and you just your gun in the dumpster. That would be the other reason your gun might show up at a crime scene. Mm-hmm. You know? Who knows? Now let's, let's say hypothetically, uh, you know, somebody is shot and there's a gun there. So we, we pick up the gun, we look at it. It's got a serial number on it, right? How do, how do we track that serial number back to the person that's supposed to own it? It's almost like they have a list of who owns every gun. Like what, are they are they just keeping track of every serial number of every gun that's sold to anybody and and they keep the name? All right. So here is their explanation for that that question that you just asked. Their answer is, oh, we recovered this Glock 19 at the crime scene. We go to Glock with the serial number and we say, hey, Glock, can you uh, tell us what FFL you transferred that serial number to? And then they say, oh, that's Jimmy's Gun Store on Main Street. Mm-hmm. They go down to Jimmy's Gun Store on Main Street and they say, hey, you know that logbook? We need to see uh, who you transferred that gun to. And then they say, oh, look, it says right here we transferred it to Kevin. Or should I say the cat stomper? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's exactly how uh, how they're supposedly going about it. No, it could be that they just have a big list of everything because the last time the ATF agent went to Jimmy's gun store, she pulled out her personal cell phone and was snapping pictures of all the pages with the uh, serial numbers because we've <clears throat> seen that video on YouTube. Now, right. I do have to point out that you guys might want to like and subscribe to the uh, podcast here and to the YouTube channel. That helps grow things. Got a little you know, thing on the bottom there. Makes the uh, thing a little bit better, a little bit bigger. Um, Just putting that out there. Now, number three, uh, you sold a gun that was used in a a crime, which that's kind of really the same thing. Um, You know, so you sold it to a guy and then, you know, sure enough, there it is coming back to haunt you. Mm -hmm. So there's that. 
Um, number four, and this one we've been seeing on YouTube. Maybe you bought one of those rare breed triggers. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So those are the ones that make it like lightning fast, like a full auto machine gun. That's not really true, but that that's how they take that. Right. And that that's how they imagine that scenario, you know, playing out is that that it's like that. Or maybe other videos we've seen recently, you bought a solvent trap. It's um basically after you Yeah, that's it, a weird one. Yeah. So uh, when you watch the video, it's really kind of disturbing how messed up it is. Now, I could definitely see how somebody could get there that you're going to buy one of these solvent traps and have an intent to construct it into a suppressor. Um, Isn't it just a plastic bottle, though? Uh, no. Well, so this one, they sell kits that are basically suppressors. But they maybe aren't completely drilled out. I, I'm not even clear on on what more would be required because I know they do have like some kind of jig to convert it further. But the idea would be, well, we think that because you could do something shady with this, that you're going to do something shady with this. And that's really where it gets disturbing because the ATF, is like, well, we both know what you wanted to do with that. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, no, no, we don't know what I was going to do with that. You know? Um, and sometimes you buy things just so you have options if things go bad. You know, what if China invades tomorrow and I need a suppressed weapon to go and fight them off, right? Mm -hmm. Then, you know, hey, you know, I don't have a suppressed a suppressor but maybe i could build one out of that solvent trap that i bought and put over here mm -hmm. yeah, i'm just saying maybe you're keeping your options open now i have suppressors so that's not really a thing but you know hey each their own right oh no well, i have a tax stamp that they kind of yeah 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 what, that doesn't mean shit no but i mean they kind of know i had to fill out forms and wait six months and every other damn thing which I would point out, I, I put on a short barrel rifle, which that freaking E-forms only took 10 days. It was freaking awesome. Really? They still took $200 from me. And mm -hmm. so it makes it a $400 to the ATF, you know, gun, which kind of sucks ass. But, you know, hey, to each their own, right? Um, all right. Now, so back to the, the title of the podcast. What do we even do? when the ATF knocks on the door, what is the right answer? Well, I mean, the right, right answer is to don't answer the door. There that's the go. best, that's your best that's bet right off the bat. So they, they keep knocking and they're like, um, sir, sir, I see you moving in there. I'm looking through the window and, and I'm, I'm worried. So when that happens, you can say, look, um, just leave your card. And I'll have, you know, again, this is without you opening the door. Right. Just leave your card and I'll have my attorney contact you. At that point, you've done all you need to do. Now, mm -hmm. when they say, no, um, sir, we have a warrant and we're going to kick in your door if you won't open it. Well, guess what? If you don't open the door, they're going to kick it in. So mm -hmm. at that point, you may want to open the door just to save the frame. It's kind of a pain in the ass to put all that shit back together. Front doors are expensive. Right. They're hard to get, you know, sturdy back. Right. So, I would I would I would put your animals away someplace because they're gonna they're gonna shoot your dog. That's right. their you, favorite. You're gonna want to hide your dog. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the only thing. thing, the only organization that kills more dogs than the ATF is PETA. For some well, reason, they're just euthanizing euthanizing them left and right you know at least they do it humanely the atf like just shoots it and maims it yeah we've always seen the uh you know people with their tannerite stuffed dogs i'm not sure <laughs> right. how that works um yeah fuck fuck peter did you see that all right so now what if now so if you have a warrant you still don't want to say anything you right. you'd be like oh you have a warrant to search whatever you know do what you got to do and I assume you have nothing illegal in your house. 
But that's the thing. You don't want to just be like, well, I have nothing illegal. So I'll just go open up my gun safe and let them look. Guess what? The ATF, they don't even know their own freaking rules. So mm-hmm. they can interpret any damn thing any way they want. And even if you end up being proved right later on, you'll get your guns back just like everybody did after Katrina. Right, right, right. And, and by that, I mean you ain't getting shit back. So, yeah, and you ain't getting any money for that vet bill after they stomped on your cat. Now, people, yeah. uh, I've, I've looked into this. I keep hearing these stories about ATF agents stopping, stomping on cats. Now, sure. obviously, they shoot dogs all the time, but, um, you know, so I looked into it, and I couldn't find an actual video of an ATF agent stomping on a cat, just reports about people saying that that happened. I didn't see any uh I didn't see any like uh, actual footage of it. Now, if you look it up, you'll see a deputy uh, stomping on his girlfriend's cat. But that's a that's a different situation. He was just doing it to be an asshole. That wasn't in in, in any investigation or anything like that. Or it wasn't the official capacity of the ATF. Right. 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 So. All right. We'll take that under advisement. But that. That brings us back to you need cameras, right? You, you need to have a camera on your front door. If you don't, right. you're making a mistake. So mm-hmm. I, I would say definitely, you know, go ahead and uh, get those cameras installed. You may want to, oh, wait, no, wait. I got the chat thing going on. Last week, we couldn't figure this out. And this mm-hmm. week, I'm going to get the chats in there. All right, sorry. See, this week, I knew I could pay attention. Oh, wait, somehow they're not there, though. Anyway, people, uh, James said that he doesn't like PETA either. And yeah. that if you don't have a warrant, you can get to getting. And somebody else said they didn't tell him that we were broadcasting. So whatever. So anyway, here we are. It's happening there. Now we see his, his chat. I just didn't have it open soon enough. There we go. Um, so moving right along. See, that the chats, they throw me all off. I get confused. That's why we need two people, right? Um, bottom line is you want to record everything. You want to pull out your cell phone. They're going to, you know, I feel threatened by your cell phone. It's isn't necessary. You should put it away and be like, yeah, whatever, man. Get off my property then. That's the thing. Like we watched that one video where the guy comes through the solvent trap and the ATF agent is like, oh, you have your hands in your pocket and I feel threatened. Well, mm-hmm. then leave. Yeah. You know, you're and, and well, you know, I'm working in an official law enforcement capacity. Well, yeah, kind of. But you don't have a right to be here. And, yeah. you know, so if you feel yeah. threatened. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. When I'm out in public, I see people with their hands in their pockets all the time. It gives me so much anxiety. I don't. I can't even yes. go out in public. I just yes. feel terrified, terrified when I see people with their with their thing. Now, uh, somebody's asking here. Um, the ring doorbell. The ring doorbell. I did want to talk about that because he had mentioned yeah. a, a camera by your front door. A camera by your front door and a ring doorbell are not exactly the same thing. The ring doorbells are getting. It's getting a little bit. Uh, a little bit wild with the amount of stories I've been hearing about yes. uh, the ring doorbells being being watched by people that you didn't authorize to watch it. Um, apparently, you can buy things from Amazon, but you never actually own it. Other people can use that same thing that you've you paid money for. And uh, some of those people are law enforcement. They've been doing it more and more often. I've seen it more and more often, and I've heard more and more stories about it. So when you're buying your your cameras just be conscientious about who can access that camera and who who uh you know who's who's able to use it um so you're saying a lot of these cameras go yeah my system that goes to my phone that came right from china Mm -hmm. that's probably yeah it can go a lot of places that's not just your phone but I put in a password, so that probably makes it safe, right? That's fine. Oh, yeah, you're, you're uh, fine then. Okay. No good. big deal. All right. No. All right. So so the ATF shows up at your door. They knock on the door. They don't say anything. They're just knocking on the door, waiting for you to um, – waiting for you to open the door up. Right? 
they're going to, you know, you're going to wonder who's at the door and open the door like you would any other time. Um, so now you're, you're got the door open. You're looking at an ATF agent. He's trying to show you a badge and, and tell you to take your hands out of your pockets. Like you're some sort of an asshole in your own home. And, uh, so what do you do now? Um, hide under the bed and pretend like you're not there. Maybe put on the headphones and just be like, I can't hear you. I well, you can't got the door, you. you got the door open. Oh, the ATF open. agent okay. is right in front of you. And he says, uh, hey, I want to uh, I want to take a look at your at your solvent trap. I uh, heard you you bought a um, an oil filter for your truck and uh, oh. want to make sure it's not a suppressor. Right. You, you know, I heard a Napa and, and I heard that could be used as a suppressor. Right. 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 So so what you should say is nothing. So ask them if you if they have a warrant, you know, start that. Start with that. Ask then, them if do they have a warrant. Refer them and, back to your attorneys. And mm-hmm. if you don't have an attorney phone number and whatever on, on hand, ask them, ask the ATF agent for a business card. Be like, look, I will have my attorney contact you. And, you know, he will be happy to answer any of those questions. I don't feel comfortable. And you could even turn it around and be like, I don't feel safe, you know, right. and just whatever. But, and as soon as the thing is, it always comes down to keep your mouth shut, keep your mouth shut. Cause people in order to make excuses and make it, you're uncomfortable, you're nervous, you feel threatened. Some of these things, you know, you do feel like a little anxiety. You know, I had mentioned it in a previous podcast that like the first time you go shoot a deer, you know, when you're pointing at it, like your heart's racing and whatever, you're not afraid of shooting the deer. It's not a thing you're prepared for it, but it's something new and you've never done it. And it's a little uncomfortable and whatever. Plus, right. you know, ATF agents randomly shoot people and your dog. So for you to have a little anxiety and whatever is kind of understandable. Um, the next thing they're going to want to, once they come into your house and whatever, they want you to, they want to trick you into uh, signing a form mm-hmm. and they have this form and I'm looking for the number. I don't have it right in front of me. Yeah, I've but seen basically it. it's that you consent to them taking your property. If right. you consent to them taking your property, you're never getting that shit back and you have no grounds because you gave it away to them. Um, there is a form. Check it out. I'm going to throw it up on the screen here. Um, looks like it's backwards. Looks something like this. Mm-hmm. And bottom line, it is ATF eForm 3400.23. And what this is, is a receipt for property and other items. Now, if they confiscate any confiscate anything from you, you need to have it written out, write the serial number, and you need to have them sign it and witness and you know you witness it and date it and therefore you have a record of them taking anything you do not want to use their uh you know you agreed to turn over right you know your information so i'm just saying you know be aware of that you don't want to give them shit you don't want to show them shit you don't want to tell them shit and if they don't feel comfortable they can get to step in and, you know, if they don't feel comfortable, be like, all right, then I got to go because I don't want to upset you and I'm not willing to take my hands out of my pockets. Um, the big thing, like a reason people keep their hands in their pockets is because you don't want the ATF to be like, oh, oh, he made a sudden movement. You know, he moved his hand, he moved his arm, and I thought he was going to grab a gun out of behind his butt or whatever. So, that's why people put their hands in their pockets. Cause they're like, Hey, look this way. I'm not threatening. I can't, you know, whip my hand up and whatever, but maybe we don't have to be a scared little bitch. Maybe the answer is don't give them a fucking inch. Right. Right. Maybe they can get to step in. Right. Um, the idea is they don't have a right to come into your property and harass you and whatever. Um, law enforcement. I mean, I know people will say, well, you know, law enforcement has the right to interact with the public and they have the right to come knock on your door in an official capacity. And they're trying to find out information on the lead that they have, you know, as part of their investigation. Now, technically let's just 
back this up a little bit. Technically, law enforcement does have a right to come and yes. knock on your door. Yes, That's it. That's it. That's the but only that, thing they have a right to do. You can talk to them if you want to, if you're a dummy, or you can just not talk to them. Also, if you post a sign that says no trespassing, by them walking past that sign on your property, they are trespassing. That doesn't mean they won't trespass. They'll absolutely do that and not give a shit about it. But it gives you one more legal uh, legal step for them to uh, to have to uh, go over and and uh you know cross that line to to be an asshole so just something to think about yeah but i mean that that's what it comes down to though i mean everyone's like oh well you know i have to show them my stuff you don't you don't have to let them in you don't have to do anything and that's the thing they are going to intimidate you and they always show up with like three guys or four guys Right. You know, it's like, what, you all riding in that car together? You know, who rode in the back seat? You guys like on a field trip? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But they'll show up and act all tough and, you know, hey, well, we have authority and we have guns and and you don't understand the government. You know, that's you watch all these stupid cop videos where they pull people over and, and they just come so high and mighty like you can't refuse shit. <clears throat> Whatever. Fuck them. Um, you know, there's no reason – the big thing I think too that that you have happen is they'll come when the wife's home or somebody like that and you're not around, right? Um, I do like your uh, pull out the Glock. That probably won't end well for you. I'm just putting <laughs> that out there. Um, now pulling your Glock out on the ATF agent. I mean, I know you're like, hey, I just wanted to show them what it looked like, see if it right. was safe, you know, whatever. See, you can look at look down the barrel and see how at the diameter of it. You can kind of. That's- Get an idea what what comes out of here. That's probably not your best move if you want to mm. keep on the the breathing side, but uh, you know whatever. But anyway, they they also like the idea of hey, I can show up when he's not there, and I can intimidate the wife or maybe your kids even better. Hey, where's your dad's gun safe? Hey, where does he keep the key for that? Oh, look, the kid knew where the key was to the gun safe. Danger! Better mm-hmm. take them all. You know, it just, it it ends ridiculously. Um, The safety act that's being passed, uh, dude, it's, there, there's so much nonsense out there. They just keep going. It's hard to keep track of. And, you know, I haven't looked into this. I'll, I'll check it out. But uh, Illinois is always notorious for, for their bullshit. Uh, I lived out there. You had to get a permit to get a, get a shotgun. You had to get a permit. You had to get a license to own a 22, which is preposterous even in new york state you can just buy one but illinois man they got all those uh all those uh minorities in illinois they don't like minorities owning guns so that's one of those one of those things that terrifies them if if somebody with dark dark skin owns a a firearm it's terrifying for them so they have to be very careful in illinois no i you know hey we all feel a little threatened you know how it is I feel threatened by government agents. So, you know, to each their own, right? You know, everybody yeah. has their, we're afraid of them. They're afraid of us. We all just start shooting each other. You know, it, it doesn't end well. Um, mm-hmm. That's the thing. So you probably don't want to pull the Glock on the uh, ATF agent. Just something. Though you know, I, I, do su- I do support that. Had you doing that? I just might not be good for your health. Yeah. <sighs> You can't support that. They'll put you in jail. They're going to come shoot your dogs. James, I like the way you're thinking. Now, if you have enough dogs, it might confuse them. Like they're shooting everywhere. You know, who knows? Uh I actually, we had a, uh, my my brother had a uh, tenant in the, in the city and the uh, he may or may not have been a drug dealer. I'm not sure what the uh, official verdict from the government was, but the police came to knock on his door to inquire about this, and and apparently followed by boots through the door. And turns out his uh, pit bull was not exactly happy with somebody kicking the door down, and so the dogs go and ape shit. So the mom, for whatever reason, is sitting right there, like breastfeeding a baby in front of the dog. And the cop shoots the dog, blood all over mom and baby. And 
you know, oh, where are, you know, the drugs, whatever. They managed to kick down every door, which most of them did not have locks on them. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, there's a door. Let's kick it down, you know, because that's right. better. And do as much damage as they could. Then decide that it's a crime scene, put up tape, and just leave the dead dog lying on the floor in there. And, yeah, you can't go in and clean that up. And, yeah, we're just going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fuck your shit. Because fuck your shit. So, I mean, it could play out like that. Maybe that's why you don't open the door. Um, again, if you have a, they have a warrant, you're kind of stuck. But, again, keep your mouth shut. Call your attorney. You want to go with the attorney option right out of the gate. Uh, all right, what do you got here? Your safety act is going to be releasing 5,000-ish criminals from because that would make us safer. Right, and the right. Cops Safe. will no longer be able to remove a trespasser from your property. Oh, it's like squatters. So is this like California or is this like Yeah, it sounds like pro homeless a pro homeless bill, like how yeah. to increase the homeless population in your state. Yeah. I know in New York City they had a big uh you can just pop a squad anywhere and, and take a shit in the street because that's their uh Yeah, there's there's a thing. just happened up the road. Somebody uh bought a big uh bought an old uh, abandoned house and um, they couldn't fix it up for, for three weeks. Uh, There was a guy living in there. He had a clothesline hanging up in the, uh, in the kitchen and, and uh, you know, had a little fireplace going in the kitchen to cook his food. And they, they actually couldn't get him out of there uh, until the guy died. So, I mean, you just have to wait him out, you know? Yeah. Just got to wait him out, I guess, you know, hope he doesn't have good health insurance because he's got your, your spot until you can, uh, until you can figure something else out. Yeah, the trick is you got to wait them out to leave. Like as soon as they go to the store or whatever, you just right. change the locks and That's what are it. you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know who you are. You were never here. But, uh, you know, some people never leave, you know. Mm-hmm. But you hope that they run out of food. But, you know, cat food, you can just go on forever, right? Right, right. Oh, I don't know. Teach his own. But... That's, you know, bottom line, maybe consult your attorney. Maybe yeah, if uh, you don't have an attorney, let's just, you know, get a, a jump start on this. If you don't have an attorney, shop around for an attorney and call and, them and talk to them for, for five or 10 minutes so they know who you are. So that when you call them, you know, you don't have to give them a money for a retainer or anything like that. Just talk to them for a few minutes. Tell them that, uh, you know. Tell them that you have certain concerns or, you know, something like that, something along those lines, get their name, get their number and keep it. You know, I've got an attorney and uh, he's a real, he's a real asshole and just right up my, you know, does he know you call him an asshole? Well, I mean, I call him an asshole when I talk to him. So, I mean, I (laughs) assume, I assume he knows. Oh no, can't, can't end well, but, uh, I'm surprised he hasn't chimed in on this one yet, but you know, you, you didn't let him know. Cause anytime you ask him, Hey, we're going to do a show about this. He's like, well, I'd, I'd advise you don't do that. Yeah. Um, I, I talk to him all the time and all the time. He's like, I don't even know why you're doing a podcast. It's stupid. You shouldn't be saying anything. Just shut your mouth. And, and, and my uh, advice you know, is my yeah. advice is don't low profile. Anything. Right. Go through in the dark and and just act, you know, happy. Yeah, so, and but dumb. I mean, this podcast is a really good way to get our, our dogs killed. So that's, I mean, you know, there's that. Kevin wanted to name the episode "How to Get Your Dog Killed with One Podcast" or something <laughs> along that line. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chuck wasn't for it, but that's all right. You know, it's each their own, but. I, I can't say it, you know, enough times. It, uh, I'll go back to the hundredth time. You know, don't open the door. Just be like, look, contact my attorney, leave your card. I will have him get in touch with you. There is no problem. I have no, you know, and, but I, I don't know. I, I get so frustrated because I watch these videos and the ATF agent is, will you have an illegal ATF item or, you know, or uh, whatever the, the law I can't remember a NFA item. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. National firearms act. So you have an illegal NFA item. So therefore, you know, and no, I have a solvent trap. You think I have an illegal NFA item. 
but I don't. And you think I'm going to commit a crime and I have no intent to commit a crime. And it's just stupid. You know, that was always the, uh, well, you bought a 10 inch barrel for, you know, a gun and, and you don't have a, uh, a short barrel rifle tax stamp. Oh my God. Well, yeah, but maybe I was going to build a pistol with it, but we don't know. You could have made a, a short barrel rifle with it, but I didn't. And it's legal to buy one. Yeah, but you might have the intent. Well, yeah, but I don't. And right. the thing is, you don't want to get into these ridiculous conversations with the ATF. This is not the time and the world you want to do that kind of thing in. They, right. It turns out they don't like gun owners. You, you mm-hmm. probably don't realize this, but they're out to get you kind of. Um, the idea is they want to make an example of people who you know, don't exactly conform to their way of doing things. And you need to, you know, be aware of that. You know, don't, don't come the example. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, now there's, it's not like the ATF just started acting like assholes. They've been doing this for for a minute. Yeah. So, so in the 19, late 1970s and early eighties, they had a bunch of, uh, um, congressional committee hearings looking at the techniques of the ATF. Uh, People that they had uh, charged or arrested um, complained about it. Uh, The NRA complained about it. A bunch of groups were complaining about it. So finally they decided to look into it. And uh, and Senate subcommittee report uh, stated, based upon these hearings, it is apparent that the ATF enforcement tactics made possible by current federal firearms laws are constitutionally, legally, and uh, practically reprehensible. So it's not like this is like new behavior by them. They've been doing this shit for a long time. That was before Waco. That was before Ruby Ridge. You know, that was before before any of that stuff started coming to light. People were already up in arms about this. Now, the ATF started out as like a... Um, investigating like uh bootleggers and and people yes. during uh prohibition that was their their start that's where the alcohol came in and they, they still make they, a lot of money from from alcohol sales because taxes go to the ATF to fund the ATF certain a certain percentage of that tax so when you're making your moonshine that really pisses the ATF off because they can't get their money they can't get their fingers on your on your stuff man they don't like sticking it. it to the man mhm and then they're going to come, they're going to come into your house and they're going to seize all, all your cigars and all your whiskey. And, you know, we talk about this about firearms, but let's be serious. There's some serious stuff on, on, on the line here. You know, when they're stealing your cigars and your whiskey, shit serious. You know, I, w- I would lose my mind if somebody came in my house and tried to take my stuff like that. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know? Ridiculous. Now, now I want to touch on something that that's kind of been irritating me for a while, and I I don't There's know why it's driving me so crazy. This well, this is one of the things that's been yeah one of of the many things. Now right. I'll probably get a lot of blowback. I I don't think people want to hear this, and people probably are going to be angry when I say it. But I've been noticing all these American flags that have all this bullshit on them lately. Yeah. Um, no, I know you've seen the ones that have like the blue line, you know, for the police, like blue lives matter or some bullshit. They got they got a, a white line for corrections officers. They got a yellow line oh, for for dispatch. EMS has a white and blue line. Nurses have a white and red line. Firefighters have a red line. Military has a camouflage line. Uh, then there's a, a American flag for everybody where the stripes are all like fucking rainbow and shit. There's yeah, brown lives yeah. matter ones with a brown line. Like when I, I, when I was in the military, we just had one flag and it was good for everybody. Like, yeah, we're you don't all, get to be American. more American because you got us a flag with a fucking line on it. Like you can just not fuck with the American flag. It's fine the way it is. You know, it really kind of aggravates me because some people think that like, well, I served in the mer- military. That makes me more American than everybody else. Nah, nah, it's not how it works, dude. We're all Americans and it's, and it's fine that way. You know what I mean? It really kind of drives me crazy because they're, it's disrespectful to me. It's disrespectful to the flag to, to write some stupid bullshit on it 
because, uh, you know, you think you're special or you think you're fancy and you get your own fancy little shit. Um, you know, and to be honest with you, I'm at the point where when I, from now on, when I see a flag that has some bullshit written on it, some fucking blue lives matter or some fucking whatever it is, I'm going to pull it, put a bullet in the person flying that flag. Well, maybe that's, maybe that's over the top. Maybe, maybe it'll just be a bitch slap here and there, but it's really starting to get me riled up. Am am I wrong for being riled up about this? You're you're wrong for threatening people on the interwebs. YouTube is is not supported. I I said I wasn't going to actually do that. It's a joke. Oh, Oh, James is settled down. All right. So, you know, hey. But uh, yeah, no, no, now you're upsetting. Yeah, people. if you like, people if you love fly. America, just use the regular American flag. You ain't gotta have special, special shit about it. You know what I mean? Yes. No. It, I it, know we have police officers that listen to this show, and they might be fucking hostile about it. But whatever, dude. You know, uh, go cry in your closet. You're... Nobody cares. <laughs> Why send me, send me your angry you? emails at preppingbadass at gmail Send me your hate right. mail. I'll take it. All right. But, you know, to each their own. Um, no one's shooting anyone who flies flags. We're, we're all calm and love each other. And, you know, hey. It's these, always bad you know, when Chuck has to calm me down. He's the one that usually gets uh, gets irritated by, about riled, stuff. Though. I know. I, I've been well behaved lately, I got to say. I always, I got to say, I get disturbed with the flying the flag at half mast like all the fucking time yeah it, it you know something happens tragic you know a, a major event that you know september 11th right all right yeah you could you know we can get behind that but you can't just right fly, december 7th it's just weak memorial We're half for everything you know mm-hmm. um, yeah what bothers me is is like when a senator or a congressman dies and they fly to half met like settle down settle that you're not that important bro it's our whole country, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, but hey, to each their own. Not everybody's got the same standards, but uh, anyway, so you guys know we've been uh, trying to do live on YouTube and, and Facebook and whatever with the podcast. We try and shoot for around 930 in the morning on on uh, Saturdays. Uh, sometimes it'll pop up and, you know, we have to do a little testing to get the audio right. I haven't figured out how to do like a, a little fake stream or something and, you know, and work that out, but we're working on it. We're trying to come up with a new little platform here and, and do things a little different. Now, if you haven't, you guys, it would be great if you could subscribe to the podcast, wherever you download podcasts, survival and basic badass podcast. Um, like the uh, Facebook page, whatever you find our prepping badass Facebook group. Um, also, the YouTube channel. If you could subscribe to that, that would be awesome. People, uh, you know, growing that channel and also share it. Right? If you shared these videos, that would really help us out and give us a little more motivation to keep doing it. So, anyway, we'd appreciate that. Uh, if you guys want to know what's going on and stay in touch and and be on top of things. You can go to the preppingbadass.com or it's just preppingbadass.com and you can, uh, you know, subscribe to the email list. That'd be awesome. Anyway, James has something here. Genuine question. What's your opinion on the two-party system and potentially having a second civil war? Should we get rid of the two-party system or should it still be legitimate? Um, I think the two-party system is a freaking disaster. Uh, yep. I don't know that i tie that to civil war um i would say that basically we have two parties picking their candidates and i always go back to the analogy of they say it's like the wwe right or wwf back in the day where you have these guys that hate each other and they go out and they put on a big show and and they come out and they smash each other and oh you're an ass and i hate you and i'm anti-everything you are I'm thinking of like Rowdy Roddy Piper, right? The old school, uh-huh. right? And right. and Hulk Hogan and and they were all, you know, oh, I'm gonna get you, brother. And you know, the whole thing. And then at the end of the day, they all go to the bar and hang out or get on the bus and hey, uh-huh. let's go, you know, whatever. Right. And they're all laughing at the bar. You know, I always think how I always was amazed that uh 
Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Antonin Scalia were like besties. Yeah, and those oh, two couldn't have been, you know, a world apart from each other, you know, politically. And I understand. I mean, honestly, you're a better person if you can kind of negotiate and talk to people who are, you know, different than you, and yet you can still discuss ideas and, and right. kind of explain things. That's a better person. All right. I have no problem with that. I'm not knocking that idea, but it, it's funny that they had such hard lines that were a world away, but those two like kind of, you know, clung together. I feel like that's the case in Washington um, with our political officials. It's yeah. basically them kind of versus us. And it, it's very set up that if you don't go along the way we have party money, if you don't, the, you're not going to get money unless you support the big party ideas. And right. if you don't have party money, you're really never going to be able to compete. And that right. that's the thing. So it makes it very limited. You see how all the votes are very lockstep of, you know, they vote with the party a hundred percent of the time, you know, for most candidates, Kevin, you had mm-hmm. something. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I feel, I, <clears throat> I think that was a good point that you're making. And I feel like if you're donating money to the Republican Party or to the Democratic Party, that's foolish. That's a you're wasting your money. You shouldn't be spending money on on that sort of nonsense. Um, also, I think it's it's if you if you can tell me if you can tell me what your stance is on on say gun control, and then I can read you a list of all your stances on everything else then that means you're you're being a fool. You know what I mean? You just believe in your party and you're following your piece line on every single topic, like with no nuance and no like, you know, no little, you know, differences of, of opinion. You're being told what to think at that point. You're not thinking for yourself. And uh, yeah, I think the two-party system is yeah. a disaster. And if you're giving money, then you're, you're helping that up, helping that disaster out. Um, I always vote independent, just out of principle. You know, even if it's I don't know, I haven't seen a candidate that was Republican or Democrat that I've liked in a long time. So I just uh, throw my vote away, as as some people would say. But I think it's uh, it, I think it's dumb to vote a for the lesser of two evils because you're just you're just voting for evil. You know, it, it's not wrong. I, I do feel like, like we're heading in the same direction. You know, that that's the thing, like whether I vote Republican Democrat or, you know, libertarian or whatever. Well, libertarian would be different, but um, what I vote public, like, well, I want to go in the wrong direction at 100 miles an hour or I go in the wrong direction at 95 miles an hour. You know, that that's right. really what it comes down to. And you know, yeah, I'm still voting to go in the wrong direction. And so there's nothing wrong with what Kevin's saying. Uh, as far as civil war, I gotta say, I feel like where the country is, is heading is there is such a great divide. The wrong guy to speak on it now. I really kind of stay away from the news and all that stuff. And I used to watch it like a hawk, and everybody gets mad at work. I know, like every politician, like oh, this person said this, this person said this, mm-hmm. and it's funny information is now like a year out of date but i'm still ahead you know because they'll be like well i said this now and i'm like yeah but remember he just said this like a year ago and right and yeah um i used to really pay attention to that so now i'm a little more out of touch and i don't know what to tell you about that but i just i i found it it got me agitated yet i had no control over it and i had no effect on the outcome and very frustrating and i was like you know i'm gonna start doing life you know starting the things that i need to be doing and get it's time that's like i guess what it comes down to is it's time to get your house in order it's time to stop worrying about and changing anything else because you can't control it this ship is sailing in a certain direction and we can't stop it american in a certain way and I don't feel like we can stop the direction it's going. Now, it may end up being by, you know, people getting angry and rising up. But I'm just, 
it's politically and officially with the going in a certain direction. And I don't really see us stopping that ship from moving. So I would say it's time to prepare. Make sure you can take care of yourself. Get your guns and your things and everything to be able to sustain and protect your family in order. And focus on that. Worrying about every, bringing everybody into the tent and start in order. Because that's where you need to be right now. Um, the day of trying to play games in Washington, I think are over. Um, you know, let Washington worry about Washington. It's time to take care of your family and to yourself. Yeah. Anything? I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Get your own shit together and, and, uh, let everything else fall, fall where it, where it goes. So, like I was saying, if you got one ideas and and things you can be doing to get your shit together, um, you know, subscribe to the emist and uh, you know, hey, we'll uh, get things going and and James, you're killing. Um, subscribe to the email list. We'll send you things that you know are uh, relevant and be in touch and and we'll let you know what we're doing and what we can uh, you know where you can find us and find out new ideas before i wrap it up i'll give you one more, more shot here here james what do you got i know this is very off topic you're just getting me in trouble but i remember when you guys made a podcast on beginning prepping after i asked you to make it and been watching you guys questions and i hope you guys have a day and remember fuck the atf and fuck all right we can get behind that Amen. that i'm with you all right, with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network.